Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life and I'm here to share with you some ideas and strategies that will help you to get the loving relationship that you want without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, without having to use reverse psychology or pretending to be someone or something that you're not. Because I firmly believe that you deserve to be loved for who you are. And if you agree with me, please give me a thumbs up please go ahead and subscribe to this channel if you are not already. And be sure to hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you can get notifications next time we go live or put out a video like this. Um, also, if you like what we're doing here, please check out our book over at modernlove.life book. It's called Be Loved for Who You Are, and um, I think you might like it. Anyway, uh, before we go ahead and get started today and talk about the fifth stage of getting over your ex and your breakup, um, I wanted to just once again remind everybody, I want to do this a couple times in case somebody misses one or two of these uh, daily videos here, but we did get our iTunes approval last week, so if you would rather listen to these videos as a podcast on iTunes, you can go ahead and just search for Clay Andrews over on iTunes and you can subscribe there. I know that it's not convenient for everybody to be going through these videos on YouTube and it would be easier for some people to just download them to your podcast app or whatever. And you know, I totally get it. I listen to podcasts all the time too. So uh, go ahead and check that out. The link to that is down below in the description for this video. Um, also, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question too. I'll put the, the link to this up in the cards um, once I'm done recording this here, but I wanted to just poll you guys and see how you feel about the idea of me covering uh, topics and information that is maybe specific to men or women in the dating and relationship area. You know, a lot of times people will find me due to uh, going through a breakup and, um, you know, breakups are things that both men and women deal with. And uh, as a result of that, our audience is men and women. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of topics that I would like to talk about that, um, really only apply to men or women. And I was wondering if you'd be open to that or if that would be something that you wouldn't be interested in. Or, you know, maybe you're just kind of curious, like if you're a man and you're like, hey, what is it that women deal with in the dating and relationship front or vice versa? If you're a woman, what is it that men deal with in the dating and relationship front? I think that for the most part, <laughs> We oftentimes, we oftentimes think that the other side has it easier. You know, men often think that women have it easier because, you know, men will traditionally go up and approach them and women think that men have it easier because men get to choose who they commit to and all that and they're kind of the ones that, that do all that stuff. So anyway, um, go ahead and check out the poll over there. One, but I'm going to put it there once we're done recording here. Or just go ahead and leave a comment. Um, if that's something you'd be interested in, if that's something you would not be interested in, if that's something that uh, you'd be curious about, just let me know. Um, yeah, so with that being said, today we're talking about five signs that you are over your ex. This is the uh, fifth stage that we're also talking about in our five stages of getting over your breakup. So let's go ahead and get into this. So uh, just to recap the previous four stages of getting over your breakup. The first stage is the meltdown stage. That's where you're in emotional turmoil um, after your breakup. You know, you experience all the things that you probably don't need me to tell you about. You know, you have a hard time sleeping. You can barely get through the day. Um, you're like an emotional wreck most of the time. Um, and then once 
you get past that stage. Once your emotions settle down a little bit more, you're in the second stage, which is over-invested. That's where your mind is constantly thinking about your ex. I mean, sure, you're, you're thinking about your ex a lot in the meltdown stage, but you have those emotions that are at the forefront. And when you're at the over-invested stage, those emotions start to die down a little bit, but your thoughts are still constantly thinking about your ex. You're um, constantly wondering, like, why did they do this? Why didn't they do that? What does it mean when they unfollow me on this social media platform? What does it mean when it takes them four hours to reply to a text? What does it mean when they don't reply to a text at all? What does it mean if they block me? What does it mean if they're dating someone new? What does it mean if they asked for their stuff back? And all of that stuff. Um, that is the over-invested stage because there's so much of your mental real estate that is devoted to thinking about your ex, wondering what they're doing, analyzing what they're doing, analyzing what they're not doing, trying to make meaning out of it. Uh, once you get past that stage, you hit the third stage, which is known as the roller coaster. Here, you are kind of getting more well adapted to you know, your normal life. You're probably out there doing things that you used to do or maybe doing new things. You're probably interacting with people. And as a result of that, there's going to be things that happen. You know, maybe somebody asks you out. Maybe you go out on a date or two. Maybe uh, something good happens. Maybe something bad happens in your like non-relationship life. You know, maybe related to your career or uh, your family or something like that. But when these good or bad things happen, you actually have an emotional response that is like way through the roof. Now, don't get me wrong. It's normal and natural to have emotional responses when you know good or bad things happen in your life. You know, if somebody asks you out, you're probably going to feel pretty good. If somebody uh, turns you down when you ask them out, you are naturally going to feel kind of bad. But when you're in this stage, um, your emotional state is just like boom through the roof. It's like zero to one hundred uh, when you know a good or bad thing happens. And uh, this is really an emotional state of fragility. Uh, due to, you know, obviously coming out of a very intense emotional experience such as a breakup. And uh, as you start to move out of this stage, again, by investing more in your own value system than in external experiences outside of you, uh, you'll end up in the fourth stage, which is what we talked about yesterday. And that stage is called the validation trap. And this is where a lot of people will actually get stuck long term, possibly even for life. Uh, you know, they look to men or women for validation. They look to their parents for validation. You know, hey, if I can get in a relationship or get married, then that's going to finally get grandma or my mom off my back. And uh, I can finally get their approval or, you know, validation from their friends. Like, yeah, I'm finally keeping up with my friends. All my friends are getting married. All my friends are getting into relationships. And if I can, you know, keep up with them, then I'll seem like I fit in. Or validation from social media or even validation from your ex, where it's like, hey, if I can make my life seem really cool, if I can make it seem like I'm moving on faster, then it's going to uh, show my ex that breaking up with me was the wrong choice or something like that, right? And so that, those are the first four stages. And if you can start to move past those uh, four stages, you'll end up in the fifth stage, which is called emotional freedom. And this is where you are truly open and truly ready to have a heart-centered, open, authentic, genuine connection with another person. This is where if you end up in a relationship with another person, you're going to be bringing 100% of yourself. You're going to be 100% emotionally available. And uh, this, is, this is actually where you want to be. Oftentimes people are not 100% here when they start dating or enter into a relationship again. Um, obviously, it's okay if you enter into a relationship and you're not there, you know, you can still work on it and still work on improving your ability to be present in that moment with that other person. But um, that's where I'd ideally like you to be. Um, so this brings us to the topic of today, which is, you know, five signs that you are over 
your ex. And this, of course, relates to the five stages of getting uh, over your breakup. So the first sign that you're over your ex is that you're not in that emotional meltdown stage. Um, I don't think it's going to surprise anybody, but you are definitely not over your ex if you are in a very emotionally upset state. If you are emotionally shaken by your breakup, if you are uh, spiraling out of control emotionally, if you are um, you know, just melting down emotionally, you are definitely not over your ex. And if you are out of that emotional state that typically comes immediately after a breakup, and you know it can last for like a couple days, a couple weeks, um, you're, you're, if, you're, if you've gone through that, then you are over your ex. I mean, there's more to it than that, but, but that's a sign that you are over your ex. Uh, the second sign is that you're not constantly thinking about your ex. You're not constantly over-invested in what your ex is doing, what your ex is thinking, what your ex's intentions are, why your ex did this, why your ex didn't do that, and all of that, right? You're more interested in your own life. You're more interested in what's going on in your world rather than what's going on in their world and what their thoughts or, or uh, motivations are. Uh, that's another sign that you're over your ex. The third sign that you're over your ex is that your emotional state is more balanced out. Um, you know, when you're in that roller coaster state, you know, your emotions are like really all over the place. And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a process that you go through, and it's fine if you're there, but you want your emotions to be more balanced out. So that you're having kind of a more you reaction to, to what is happening in your emotional life whether that's things that happen in the dating or relationship front, like somebody asks you out, somebody turns you down, or whether that's things that are happening in other areas of your life, like maybe you got a promotion at work, maybe you uh, didn't get a promotion at work, maybe something good happened, maybe something bad happened in other areas of your life. And if your emotional responses are not extreme and they're more kind of normal for, for you and your personality, that's a good sign that you have started to move on from your ex. Uh, the fourth sign that you've moved on from your ex is that you're no longer seeking validation from other people. You're not seeking, uh, you know, validation from women. You know, if, if I can get like 10 women to give me their phone number, then that means that I've, uh, you know, that my ex was wrong for breaking up with me and that I actually am an attractive person, dang it. Or, uh, you know, if I can get uh, validation from men, if you're a woman, then it means that, you know, your ex was wrong for leaving you. If you can get validation from your parents, if you can get validation from social media, if you can get validation from your ex themselves, if you can get validation from uh, any number of other places, then that means that you've gotten over your ex, right? If you can let go of that thought process and instead just uh, not be validation seeking, then you are definitely over your ex. And this brings us to the fifth sign that you are over your ex, which is that once you've gone through all these things, and once you've really gone through all these stages, and you're able to show up with another person and be completely present with them, without making it about your ex, without making it about, oh, my ex is gonna be so jealous if they see me with this person, or, oh, my ex is gonna be so jealous when they see the photos that I post from tonight, or, oh, my ex is gonna be, you know, they're, they're gonna really regret breaking up with me after they, you know, whatever, right? And um, if you can just be present with someone else and have your interaction be about you and them, not about, how your ex is gonna feel, not about how someone else is gonna feel, not about how this is really good progress from where I was at before, or not about anything else, but if you can just be present with them and have your interactions be about them and you and have it be about nothing else, where you can just be totally with one another, totally 
opening up with one another, totally in acceptance of one another, totally connected with one another. That's when the real emotional connection happens. That's when real emotional availability happens. And that's when the two of you are actually free to create something new, something great, something interesting or amazing or whatever it is that you choose to create with that other person. That's when that can happen. Um, and that's when you're truly over your ex. So uh, once again, if you like this video, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to us, uh, hit that bell icon, leave a comment, uh, you know, in the live stream if you're watching us live or down in the comment section below if you're watching the replay. Um, oh yeah, also wanted to let you know, um, that interview that I had the other day, that is now live. I was uh, interviewed on Love Advice TV. I'll go ahead and link to that over here. Um, if you wanna check that out, you can go ahead and click that link. I'll put it in there once I'm done recording this video. And you can check out the interview that I had with Adrian from Love Advice TV. I, it was a really cool conversation. I'm really glad we got to connect and all that. Um, but yeah, with that being said, let's see what some folks are talking about in the comments. Great to see you and uh, Coach Alex. I, I think you mean Adrian. Yeah, I left a comment. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to talk to him. Hey, Clay. Hello. Sup, Clay. Hello. Hey there, Coach Clay. Yeah, I always think it's kind of weird when people call me Coach Clay because, you know, I, I still remember, like, when I started this YouTube channel, I, I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was, like, wearing some just weird red hunting jacket that I, I don't even know why I bought it in the first place. But I, was, I, don't even, I don't even know why I was wearing it that day. But, you know, I went out to this park down the street from where I lived in Portland, Oregon, and we just filmed some videos, my wife and I. Uh, it was really cold that day in November. Uh, and I was like, hey, let's just try something on YouTube. Uh, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Um, <laughs> I, I still cringe when I see some of those older videos. Um, but, yeah, I do appreciate the, the, the sentiment that you have by calling me Coach Clay, but still it, it feels a little strange for me because I, I remember those like weird days when I was first getting started up. Um, okay, where did we leave off with the comments? Well, got to go way back to the beginning, okay. Um, ended up with my ex after three months last weekend, had a good time, and now communication has stopped um, as she has brought up too many emotions, or as it has brought up too many emotions, uh, says Spencer. Okay, Spencer, so um, I'm guessing it stopped because of your ex and the emotions that it has brought up with your ex, not the emotions that it brought up with you. Um, so, so it sounds like your ex may be having a positive pullback. Um, and again, this is, this is what happens, this is very common for your ex uh, to have a positive pullback. So what exactly is a positive pullback? Okay, so in order to break up with you, in order to justify breaking up with you, your ex needs to create an image of you in their mind as somebody worth breaking up with. I mean, people don't just wanna break up with people for no reason. Uh, you know, you're gonna probably make somebody cry, you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings. And so um, nobody wants to think of themselves in that way. And so your ex has to create an image of you that's worthy of breaking up with. Uh, maybe that's justified by the things that you did or didn't do. Maybe it's not justified. But if it's not justified, you know, they're gonna have to take you and they're gonna have to kind of distort it a little bit by, by exaggerating things, downplaying certain things, upplaying certain negative things. And they're going to create this almost like caricature of you as like a, a bad person, as a person that's worth breaking up with, as a person that, um, you know, they can't trust or whatever it might be. And so in order to, um, as you start to interact with them and as you start to have these positive interactions, 
you're going to show up in their life and you're going to show up as a uh, as hopefully a different person than the person that they broke up with than the than the concept that they have in their head of who you are and when this happens they're obviously enjoying interacting with you they're obviously enjoying being with you but there's this stark contrast there's this image of you that they had that they broke up with and then there's this image of you that showed up when the two of you met up and there's like they're thinking well which one do I believe in? Which one is the real version of, uh, uh, of Spencer, right? And so they, they're a little bit confused. I mean, obviously they liked the you that showed up that they had a great interaction with, but they don't trust it yet. They don't trust that it wasn't just an act, a gimmick, a stunt, you know, some clever trick that you learned on the internet that it was just you on your best behavior and really you're this, you know, bad guy that's worth breaking up with. And so oftentimes they have this pullback after a positive interaction where they need to really evaluate which one they're uh, going to put their faith in, which one they're going to put their trust in. And, you know, if you follow conventional advice, they'll say, yeah, go no contact. But that's not what necessarily what you want to do. Uh, you want to feel into the moment and see what's going to feel the best for your ex, right? Because obviously you want to nurture and uh, really build up this this positive image of you versus the negative image of you. And so what you want to do is you want to continue to be this person. And it's like, okay, well, is this the kind of person that would follow up? Is this the kind of person that would check in? Is this the kind of person that would send a comforting message? Is this the kind of person that would be supportive of something that your ex is going through in their life? You know, maybe like a presentation at work or something like that. Um, and again, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know what this version of you is. But you definitely want to be this version and not this version so that you can strengthen the good version and weaken the version of you that they had to exaggerate or fabricate or, you know, maybe it's even accurate um, in their mind uh, so that you can, so that they can really start to put their trust in the positive version of you, okay? And that's, that's really what I'd recommend if you want to stay in touch with your ex, if you want to be in good terms with your ex, if you want to even possibly see about getting back together with your ex. All right, where do we leave off? Okay, there's Spencer's question. Okay. Um, we have a extremely hard to pronounce name here. We're not going to try to say that one. But we got, uh, hi, Clay. My girlfriend always is mad at me, um, even I'm in less talk, less mistakes. I think she is a narcissist and she has always had anxiety. Uh, what should I do? Thank you for your advice, Clay. Okay, um, so if I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, uh, your girlfriend is mad at you and you're not talking even though you're making less mistakes um, and you think that, she, that she's a narcissist. Uh, well, first of all, if she is a narcissist, you have to accept that she is a narcissist, right? You're not gonna be able to change her as a narcissist, you know, if she has like narcissistic personality disorder or whatever, then, then you're not going to be able to change it. She's not going to change for you. She's not going to suddenly not be a narcissist. Uh, is that something that possibly people can overcome? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Um, but uh, if that is something that, that can be overcome, if that is something that can change, then that's a change that she needs to make on her own, and not because of you, not because of something that you did, not because of the power of your love, not because of anything else. It has to be a change that she decides to make for herself. Again, if that even is a thing that can be changed, I, I don't know. Um, but in the meantime, your, respons your responsibility is to say, okay, she's a narcissist do I want to be in a relationship with a narcissist? And again, 
that's a choice you have to make because this is your life. Um, my hope for you is that you do not want to be in a relationship with a narcissist, but this is your life, your choice. Um, if, you, if it's okay with you that she's a narcissist and that you might be in a relationship with a narcissist and that you're okay with her making stuff up, if you're okay with her lying about things, if you're okay with her always painting the situation where she's like the, the good guy and everyone else is the bad guy and her rearranging reality in order to suit her own uh, agenda or whatever, and you're okay with this, and you're okay with all the consequences that come with that, you know, like feeling like not so good most of the time and feeling uh, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep my language under control because I wanna not trigger any uh, profanity alerts here. But, um, you know, if you're okay with feeling lousy most of the time, then, then be okay with it. And uh, go ahead and connect with her, right? But again, it is my hope that you care enough about yourself to not be with somebody who has that particular issue. Um, but again, this is your choice, your life. You have to make it. And if you are going to make that choice, own it, be okay with all the consequences that come as a result of being with somebody who may potentially be a narcissist um, and embrace it. And if it's not okay, which again, nudge, nudge, I hope it's not okay with you, uh, then let her go so she can find somebody who is okay with being with a narcissist and you can find somebody who maybe isn't a narcissist and maybe is a better match for you and the kind of loving person that you wanna be. Um, okay, let's see. What else are people talking about? Um, Julie says, Spencer, keep up your guard. Go no contact again and let her come to you. Uh, if you do, it will give her time to decide if she wants you back, stay strong. Uh, yeah, we already talked about the whole uh, no contact thing. I mean, you know, people have their different opinions. I just shared my opinion. Julie has her opinion. Or not Julie, that's just Cole, sorry. I'm trying to read this from a distance uh, without getting obnoxiously close to the camera so you can see up my nose or anything. <laughs> um, okay, PMA Sound says, hello Clay and everybody. It is, no is it normal to have um, returning very sad feelings about my ex and my breakup from time to time, even if it has been four and a half years post breakup, and I mostly think that I am over her. Yeah, so obviously you're not going to ever forget your ex, right? You're, you're never going to forget your ex. If you were in any kind of meaningful relationship um, with them where, you know, you went out for more than like one or two dates or something, you're going to remember them. You know, even me, I still think about my ex from time to time. I'm not like emotionally invested in it. I'm not like, you know, missing her. I'm not like I want to get back together with her. But, you know, I just have these like thoughts from time to time. Like, oh, hey, look at that. It's her birthday today. Or, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, she would have done this or whatever. Um, but it, I don't think about her very often. I don't think about her in an emotional way. I don't think about her in a way where I want to get back together with her. Um, what I am guessing is it really depends on the motivation that you have behind these emotions that you're having about her. Um, you know, if you like are hoping to get validation in some way, like you feel lousy about something that happened and you want to like uh, make it up or compensate for it or something like that, then you might be in the validation trap. Um, in which case, you know, do like what we said yesterday in yesterday's video. Um, I'll go ahead and link to that over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just look at like which of these five stages you're at in your healing. 
Um, it's, you know, if, if something awful happened, if there was some kind of misunderstanding, you know, it's normal to have a sad emotion. But if that emotion is like really dragging you down and it's really pulling you into, you know, maybe even something bordering on depression, then, then that is probably what I would not consider a, a normal response from somebody who is like totally over the breakup. Um, so I would, you know, go through the, the videos from this week where we talked about the five stages and um, I would go ahead and see maybe where you are in that progression and I would try whatever uh, uh, advice I, w I gave for whatever stage you might be at. Um, you know, if you need to, I'd suggest maybe seeking out a therapist or something to talk about these issues with if it's something that you're really having a hard time with. and. Um, you know, get some professional help if, if it's like really something that's like haunting you in some way. Um, if it's just like, you know, a minor thing like, oh yeah, I really regret the way that things ended between us or something. And it could just be normal uh, behavior, normal experience, normal emotion. If you're like trying to compensate for something, then it's probably validation trap from yesterday. If it's like a really heightened like boom emotion, then it could be roller coaster. But um, yeah, just, just go ahead and check in with yourself about what's really going on and uh, respond accordingly. Um, again, these, these five stages, there's no set timeline for how long it takes with each stage um, because, again, this is based off of how you choose to respond at each stage. It is, you know, theoretically possible for somebody to get locked in at any one of these stages um, indefinitely. Uh, you know, typically people do move through, especially like the, the meltdown stage, uh, it typically doesn't take too long, but theoretically, you know, if you just got stuck looping around in some like really dark emotions and bad thought processes, you could get stuck there for quite a while. All right, where did we leave off? Okay. Okay. There we go. Uh, Spencer says she wants to move on, but I know that she hates that. I still have the house and all of our pets, and my business um, is doing well. I'm glad your business is doing well. Um, so she wants to move on, but she hates the idea of moving on. So obviously she has mixed emotions about this. She's kind of torn, which means that, you know, in terms of her five stages, if you're going to look at the five stages that she goes through um, in getting back together, then she's probably like a riding the dragon if she's kind of like torn waffling back and forth between the two things. Um, and again, it just depends on like which version you want to nurture, the version that she broke up with or the version that uh, you want her to see you as. And it's just a matter of feeding the one that you want to grow. And if you feed the one that, um, uh, that, that you want her to have, the vision of you that you want her to have, she's probably going to move from riding the dragon up to the fourth stage, which is crisis point. And if you feed the other one, the one that she broke up with, she'll probably move from crisis point back towards uh, test drive. So you just got to keep that in mind uh, when it comes to moving forward and how she perceives you. Okay, Just Cole, got your name right this time. Uh, just Cole says, uh, PMA, yes, it is completely normal, mate. Just stay strong, focus on yourself. Yeah, from the um, feeling sad about uh, your ex. Um, somebody named Navy says, just because they're over you does not mean you can't get them back. No, totally. Like, uh, you ideally want your ex to be over you, and ideally you want to be over them. Because if 
the two of you are over each other, if you're over the breakup, if you're over the past, then both of you are a clean slate to, if you choose to, if you decide, hey, you know, we are compatible, we will have the same values, we want the same things in life, we have a shared vision, all that stuff that we've talked about before. Um, I think I can link to another video, uh, but yeah, I'll link to the standards video over there, you can watch that. Um, but uh, uh, if you decide that, that, that your ex meets your standards and you've moved on and they've moved on, both of you are a complete blank slate where you are able to come together and to create something new that's not rooted in the past, that's not rooted in all the pain from the breakup, that's not rooted in everything that didn't work, that's not rooted in all of the baggage of he said and she said, that's not rooted in all the arguments and hurt feelings. And that's why I say that you know, you want your ex to be over you. You want to be over your ex so that even if the two of you come back together again, you're not just stepping back into the same relationship. You're not just stepping back into the same dynamic. You're not just going to be governed by the habits and patterns and uh, things that didn't work in the past that obviously led to um, a dynamic that, that wasn't working, that led to a breakup, right? And so, even if you do want to get back together with your ex, you want to um, get over your ex. You want to get over the breakup. I think we've got time for maybe one more question. Let's see. Let's see. Where do we leave off? Uh, should I put much stock in my ex deleting me off of social media despite her telling me that she would not. The breakup didn't even end on bad terms. No, I'm, I, I wouldn't put too much stock on that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, social media is just a website. And um, what's more important is the actual connection that you're having face-to-face, -face, in person, with one another, rather than like some bits of information on a website, like Facebook or something. Um, you know, for, for the younger folks out there, it may seem impossible to imagine this, but there was a time before Facebook and before social media and all that, and uh, people actually had to interact with one another face-to-face uh, -face and one-on-one. -on -one. And um, it didn't matter if somebody had a certain status or whatever on Facebook. We just uh, based what, what was going on based off of how it felt in that moment. And um, when it comes to any kind of relationship that you have with somebody, any kind of dynamic that you have with somebody, always, always prioritize what is real over a, a website. Always, always, always prioritize what is real, what connection you have over some sort of social media account, over some sort of status update, over some sort of like cryptic emo post or something like that. Always prioritize what is real. So if the two of you broke up and you're actually on good terms talking with one another, interacting with one another, then fine, don't worry about it. I mean, it's just, it's just a website. If, on the other hand, uh, you know, you're not talking to one another, it, it could just be a sign that she's trying to, to put the past in the past. It doesn't mean that she hates you or anything like that. It could just be that she's trying to put the past in the past. It could be that maybe one day she was just talking about stuff and uh, like one of her friends picked up her phone and was like, oh, dude, you're still following your ex. Let me just like unfollow you. Boom, 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 it's done. And she's like, oh, no, wait, wait don't do that. I said I wouldn't unfollow. And, but the, you know, they're just like joking around or something and then they did it. Um, you, you don't know. You don't know why it happened. And at the end of the day, it's not worth overthinking it and um, prioritize the real connection rather than the uh, 
digital cyber connection, the uh, virtual connection. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we're over 30 minutes. Okay guys, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, thank you so much for commenting. Uh, once again, let me know if you would be interested if I started to make content that was like sometimes specifically geared towards men, sometimes specifically geared towards women. You know, like if you're a man, would you like be weirded out if I started posting videos about like, hey, here's some issues that women deal with? Or if you're a woman, would you be weirded out if I started posting videos that, hey, here's what men deal with? Uh, would you be like repelled by it? Would you be like vaguely curious about it? Would you um, not care one way or the other? I mean, like, I don't know. Just go ahead and let me know in the comments. Uh, again, I'll put a poll up there in the info card. You can go ahead and vote. Let me know. I'll keep your uh, thoughts under consideration as I plan out future content. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much for watching. If you like what we're doing, check us out over at modernlove.life slash book and uh, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon if you haven't already, and have a great weekend. Um, I've had a pretty exhausting week this week, so I'm hoping to just kind of relax a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'll talk with you guys on Monday. I think at the usual time around noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. And you can extrapolate that for whatever time zone you may be in. But thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys 